Hello and welcome to First Geek 411. I'm your host, Cameron Franklin, and with me as always, my best man, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today? I think we nailed it this week, guys. I think we nailed it. Assuming you can hear me, and I really hope you can. <laughs> and joining us from, I guess, not so snowy yet Colorado, Emma. Emma, how are you doing Thankfully. today? Thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> Be a very weird, um, like, end of august that would be a very be a very weird august i'm glad there's no snow <laughs> it sounds like we have audio for everyone yay wow <laughs> that means you that can may or may not be a first <laughs> we're learning. oh man we're learning and since we have audio that means you can hear us chat about um kind of a, a very tragic event that shook geekdom this past week. Um, then we'll get into a bit of um, lighter side of news with things like Fall Guys and Gamescom. And then um, we got TikTok news. You got to have TikTok mm. news. Um, mm. Got to stay relevant um, with those Gen Zs. Although we're not on there, so. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we're trying to stay and relevant, then, but we just talk about it. We don't get on there. Hey, do what you got to do. <laughs> And then we'll have a little bit of tangible discussion this week with a little bit of magic and then a little bit of D&D. And then at the end of the show, we'll talk about our top three cars. And I'm realizing I forgot to put next week's top three in the show notes. So when I do that, well, we get into, I guess, what we've been playing, reading, watching, listening to. And I'm going to do our social media now because I forgot to do that a second ago. So um, you can find us at OneGeek411 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our PlayStation community. If you would like to chat with us in between shows, you can also find us on our Discord server. And then you can shoot us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. And then go to our website, which is 1geek411, and find our show notes as well as our sister cast. And then you can watch live on Twitch every Monday night at 7.15 Mountain Time and find the videos later on our YouTube. So let's hop into Woo. what we've been um, up to this past week. Emma, why don't you start us off? I finally finished playing The Last of Us Part 2. Finally. After months on end. Yeah. It was great. It's still, right. but I'm behind the wave of all the serious fans who actually played Part 1. Which I picked up today. Yes. And played the first, like, what, half an hour, 40 minutes of. But... I have lots of thoughts and opinions, but I know we want to do a spoiler cast, so I'm going to hold off on those until such a time that we get there. Uh, but it was a great game. I thought it was great. Um, and then I spent some more time drawing on my walls, because I can, um, working on my Calvin and Hobbes mural thing that I've been adding. So, yeah. I like it. Um, and I think on that, we're going to have, I don't know if it'll be like a full like spoiler cast, but we are planning to chat The Last of Us Part 2 in our post show. So, Great. Um, like I said, I don't think it'll be like a full on spoiler cast, but I kind of want to. However we want to work yeah. it. So, I have thoughts and opinions. Yes. And I'm excited <laughs> to hear. And so, Chris, what have you been up to this past week? Um, so I watched the new season of Regrets Go the night it came out, all of it. Um, is great <laughs> so good so wonderful it's actually a really great season i definitely recommend it um a lot of good char uh, 
character development in, in this season. Um, I also watched all of Cobra Kai since it launched on Netflix. Um, so no longer have to pay for YouTube premium or YouTube red at the time um, to watch it. Um, <laughs> I have very mixed feelings about this show. It, it, like it's so often just like, hey, look at this and then never mind. Like, ah, but uh, I like the way they do overlay a lot of like the old movie footage over it um, and kind of really presents a story from both sides. Um, I like essentially you have two protagonists and it's great or like that, are, but the protagonists are feuding in a sense. Um, there's a lot of characters I hate. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you're dumb. Um, then I also started watching the Legends of Monk, the new Legends of Monkey, which is also a Netflix series revolving around the Monkey King War, um, and like every episode is the seven, the same. The group gets caught, they find a way to escape. The group gets caught. Like Monster they, of the Week. No, but it's not. It's all the same plot. Like they're gradually progressing on their their journey, but at the same time, every episode they get caught, and they have to escape. So it's the same plot. So it's like Phineas. Every Ferb. episode is the same plot, but they, it's, yeah, it's weird. So like every episode <laughs> where um, Perry gets captured by Doofensmurts? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> Except for it's the Monkey King and the Scholar or the fake Scholar, I guess. I don't know. For those that don't know, the Monkey King lore is weird. <laughs> and this definitely isn't as true to the actual lore of the Monkey King, but... I don't know. I'm obviously entertained enough to keep watching. So that, I mean, that says something about it, I guess, kind of. I don't know. I'd rather watch Cursed again, though. That was a fun one. Um, I've done that. And this, um, um, and this last weekend, I also drove over to uh, Bozeman, which isn't too far from Helena, um, to spend the weekend. And we scooted around downtown. Because that's Ooh, the scoots. The scoots. The scoots. Um, scoots that's scoots. all it was. is scooter squad time. Um, talk about getting jackets. We talked about getting a mini scooter tattoo. <laughs> um, and I don't know. Maybe we're some friends and I might be venturing into manufacturing electric scooters. Oh, that's a venture. Like high-powered electric scooters, like thirty-five. 40 mile per hour scooters. Yep. I will say this sounds somewhat dangerous. Like when we really you have my attention. Th there's someone, there's some out there that are really powerful and they do like 45, 50, 55, 60 miles an hour. And this is a stand-up scooter. And yes, that sounds ridiculous and scary. So we're like super dangerous. We'll go, we'll go 35, 40, you know, for for my friends that are adventure seekers, but I really care. <laughs> I mean, in general, you're going about 10, 15 on the ones you can rent. Um, and yeah, uh, they're just, I wish, uh, so Bozeman actually, um, they actually wrote their own stuff um, instead of like picking a company like Lime, like we did in Dallas, mm -hmm. we did the Lime scooters. They mm -hmm. actually started their own because um, they didn't want some of the issues associated with Lime for the city. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. leaving lime scooters wherever you can people hoarding them and charging rental <laughs> for you to go use the lime scooter so you're double paying um or anything like that uh they actually so for you to stop your ride you have to be in a designated parking area 
which is really cool, kind of. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Smart. So we spent the weekend scooting around Bozeman. Um, and yeah, came back. And that's been my week. It's been great. Yeah. Nice. Um, for me, we had um, some stuff, kind of just random stuff going on this weekend. And then we swung by our local um, friendly game store and picked up Azul Crystal Mosaic, which is an expansion for Azul. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend. Um, it comes with a new like double-faced board, which kind of, which very much like changes up the strategy based on like how it rewards you, with, um, where it gives you bonus points, what it requires you to do. Um, Azul's mm -hmm. a great game, highly recommend. Um, and I said the expansion's really good too. Um, it's one that we tend to play because it's a very good teach with people that might not be super familiar with like hobby board games. Um, and so it's a lot of fun. And so we've probably played, I don't know, Deanna and I have probably play, played it close to like 20, 25 times. Like just, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's so good. I'll send you pictures. Great. Um, I'll take them. And then in light of Friday's news of Chadwick Boseman passing away, um, I watched um, Black Panther today. And like kind of got emotional during the scene where he's fighting like Killmonger, like on the waterfall. And like I had like skip a little bit ahead. I was like, eh, I'm not really like <laughs> feeling that scene right now. Um, but love the movie. It's such a good, um, such a good film. As I said and, before, you uh, brought that on yourself. Yeah. I intentionally <laughs> so, avoided trying to watch Black Panther because I <laughs> knew I'd probably be in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. And so I want to check out yeah. some of his other ones. Um, I know there's a few on Netflix that I want to watch. Um, and kind of, cause I haven't seen a lot of his non MC, like of Chadwick's non MCU roles. Neither have I. And so, but they, they look good. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, those, that's kind of the big things kind of playing magic, playing um, fall guys back on that um the last of us two platinum grind and so and then yeah kind of just get, trying to get through the week this week because i'm taking wednesday through friday off and plan to be streaming a lot of fall guys and so um that'll be here on first geek for so taking a nice six day week yes i'm hyped <laughs> and so i canceled all uh, of my time off because i was supposed to be gone in seattle this weekend <laughs> but COVID man. Yeah. But you know, no conventions. Um, so I have to, yeah. I canceled most of my time. Off. I might still take Friday off though. I haven't decided. That's kind of like the weird thing for me because since, since there are no cons, basically all of my time off has been condensed in like the last three weeks. And you have yeah. to take mm -hmm. those off. Otherwise and, yes. Can. And I have to take, whereas mine, mine can get and banged so, up to a certain point. So, right. Yeah. So like I will have been off eight work days out of the past three weeks. So out of wow. the past 15, I will have taken eight days off. Jumping back in, um, we're head, head into our news segments, starting as always with video games. Um, this past week, we got news that Fall Guys is the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game and has sold 7 million units on Steam. Not what game did it surpass for the PS Plus download? 
Did I, I meant to look that Rocket up. Rocket League. Yeah. Okay. okay, that would make sense. Actually, I just made that up. I was making a guess. I, don't, I mean, that would still make sense, <laughs> it, I mean, honestly. It, it did pass Rocket League. It's just the matter <laughs> of it was Rocket League the previous most downloaded. Because um, Rocket League, like Fall Guys and Rocket League both did the same thing where they launched for free on PlayStation Plus. And so, mm -hmm. so it did pass that. It passed the OG The Last of Us. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of sports games have been on there, but I'm not sure how well those actually do. But I mean, I okay. feel like sports games cater to a very specific person, right? Just in general, which I am not that specific person. Yeah. If I want to play sports, I'm going to go out and play sports myself <laughs> rather than be As a everyone video that's game. been following but us for a while knows me. I'm a big sports game buff. Yeah, Chris loves every sport. Every sports games. He loves a goal unit. Good. <laughs> that is up to you. <laughs> I like to put balls in the baskets and nets out <laughs> through the field goals, <laughs> goalposts. Um, <laughs> you hit the tennis ball into the basketball hoop, and then you earn a touchdown. <laughs> Because that's how sports work, right? But yeah, so like that's really exciting. Fall Guys is great. I'm still on that quest for my first win. I've been so close so many times. And you're playing on PlayStation? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had so many times, which have been inches away, and I've come up short. I almost Hopefully, bought it though, on Steam. On, on stream. Wouldn't know. Haven't played it. Oh, Do you have PlayStation? All the Plus fun. In? No, because it's what? Like 15 bucks a month or no. whatever? I think it's like 68. 10 year. bucks? I mean, like I on know. average, I, I spend 34 a year. Then Either again, way, I, like <laughs> I had it for a couple of months and then I was like, given the amount of time I'm actually using this like benefit, mm -hmm. I'm not going to um like spend the money on it so yeah i know like that was my like every year i know what um, i'm getting emma for christmas yeah every year playstation does <laughs> like a, your year in playstation plus and they kind of run through like you downloaded this many of the free games I downloaded, you did you downloaded this. all the free yeah. games but didn't play and one. then it, <laughs> yeah. and then like it, it does like how much time you played online and in 2019 i played three hours of online and i think yeah. it was an accident because it was something like i think an hour or so was chris and i playing no man's sky together yep and then the rest of the time was when when someone acted or like randomly joined my game it's also very possible all no three man's hours sky. of that was us just playing no man's yeah. sky together <laughs> but this year it's fall guys in the division two that have been that are mine we should probably jump back into some no man's sky yeah. two here and there I thought about getting that, but then there are so many negative reviews on it that I just did not spend the money. The reason on it. you have to realize so, a lot of the reviews were from post updates, so like launch reviews, pre updates. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Pre updates. Um, no Man's Sky itself has been updated a lot. Also, the fact that you can get the game for like ten bucks because you're on PlayStation versus like when they launched it on <laughs> Xbox and it was a full price game. Cracks me up. So sixty right. bucks. It's a ten dollar game, and it's phenomenal if you're on PlayStation. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, the the one game like that that I've spent a lot of time on is Subnautica. Mm. Just because it's a fabulous game and as someone from a, like a coastal state, I have never understood people's fears of the ocean. But then I played Subnautica and I was finally like, I actually understand why some people are terrified of swimming in the ocean. And it's because you're stranded on this just completely foreign planet and it's all ocean and you have ginormous creatures. And I was just like, I don't like the sound design because it's so good that you don't know what the heck that is or how close it is or how big it is. And mermaids. Surprise, it's bigger than... And mermaids. And mermaids. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And that's just a great game. So, I'm biased though. Yeah, I mean, like, so many good, like, indie games make it onto PlayStation Plus. So, like, I know Journey was on there at one point, which is a lot of fun, like, a phenomenal Mm -hmm. just indie exploration type of game. Um, So I definitely recommend getting PlayStation Plus just because I think even if you don't use it a ton, it's worth what you get out of it, Um, at least in general, because sometimes you also get major games in it. Um, And the one question I have had with, with how that system works is if there's a game for like a certain month like fall guys and you download it do you get to play it after that month is done as long as you have a playstation plus membership so as long as you maintain that membership you own the game and you and you like download the game or whatever and you don't have to download it it. you just have to add it to your library okay because that was something that i didn't um like fully understand it wasn't totally explained or at least something that i totally understood about how the system worked right. but yeah it's it was just like for for the chunk of time that i like had the membership i maybe only had two games that i downloaded and so just in the correlation connection mm-hmm. to length of time and number of games i had added it just wasn't a financially reasonable thing to keep having so it's definitely also like a numbers game because like depending on which month you get like that you have it there might not Mm -hmm. be something worth it so like if you were going month by month like you can definitely hit those streaks where like i think next month it's like street fighter five and something else um i want i don't remember if it's a sports game or something else but like if you, you can get into those months where it's just like i'm interested in neither of these and, yeah. and well, like I might add them to my library, but I'm probably never going to download them. But then you'll get other months where it's like the Nathan Drake collection um, or Uncharted 4. Which is, yeah, I love those right. games. Like, so I love a lot of the Naughty Dog games that they've come out with. Mm-hmm. I mean, in general. Last of which, Us. Which is why I recommend like when you see the deals like on a yearly subscription for 40, 35 to 40 bucks. Well, that, that, there's a reason why I have five years worth saved up. Of PlayStation Plus yeah. prescriptions, and that's because I buy them when they're on sale. So I've ne- like, I'm I'm pretty sure my current PlayStation Plus expires in 2025. Proud of you. <laughs> like, like I just job. Like, okay. <laughs> like I know I still have five years of this, but it's on sale. <laughs> yeah. And also, that means you. I never have to pay for the increase until like five years later. But, yeah. <laughs> when they raise the prices. Um, 
But yeah, PlayStation Plus, highly recommended. Um, we used to do like every month we'd go over what's new. Um, I can't speak to really what Microsoft system is, but um, if you play on PC, I mean, Humble Bundles are great too. Like yep. if you need a bunch of games. Granted, Steam sales are also very, very scary. Yeah. <laughs> like I logged into my Steam for the first that... time ever and I saw all the games. I was like, I own all these? I played like two <laughs> of them. <laughs> I guess with that, let's transition from PlayStation Plus talk to Gamescon talk. I want to. Did y'all watch any of Gamescon? Before no. I get into this, okay. Never heard so of it. I want to. I want to pitch something to you that literally happened at Gamescom, and this happened to be when I tuned in. I'm ready. Okay. Have y'all seen Back to the Future? Yes. How hyped would you be if Doc Brown showed up? To Gamescom, I'd be more confused. <laughs> okay, so neutral, confused. Okay, what if they went all in on Back to the Future stuff through visuals and design stuff? You'd the assume there's a Back to the Future game. Okay, it's contextual question. Uh-huh. What is Gamescom? Oh, great question. Gamescom <laughs> is in other years is basically European E3. Okay. Um, great question. That that sense yes. sets the mental stage for me, so yeah, I know what I'm that. envisioning. <laughs> um, so I like. <laughs> yeah. Very good point. Okay, so Doc Brown shows Doc up, Brown, and they go all out with playing the light theme. You got the fire and... road. It's an effect, but like they got like the tire tracks where it, like time travels, right. and he's I'm here for hyping it. up a game. Okay. Okay. And I want you to get hyped. Okay. He's talking about time travel. He's okay. talking about fixing the future and it's Surgeon Simulator 2 and not something Back to the Future related. I'm sorry, what? Yep, that is the accurate response. That is how you should respond to that. <laughs> yes. What? Yeah, I happened to tune in for that and was extremely confused and proceeded to stop watching Gamescom. I mean, <laughs> you got to give them an A for effort and genius marketing ploy. We're talking Just, about it. I get like they got. I mean, yeah, them. people are going to talk about it. <laughs> but however, yeah. that connection happened in whatever meeting that was, I would like to be there for that meeting that happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm really confused to how they how they got it pitched. Um, like, whose idea was it to get Doc Brown? Because it, it, it's it is the character Doc Brown. Like it's not the yeah. it's not the actor who is who played Doc Brown. It is Doc Brown, and it's just like, what what are you doing? You said this was for what? It ended up being for what? Surgeon Simulator Surgeon Simulator Two, which is that's mind boggling. Yeah, um, which does admittedly look fun, but like. Um, yeah, so that that was my introduction to Gamescom this year. Um, there were some actual like pretty cool announcements. We got a teaser for Dragon Age Four, <laughs> so early, which, which you know, like is a teaser for a game that was announced a year and a half ago. You know, Oof. Um, but they had some cool voice acting stuff. There's there's things. Um, so I'm excited for that. It's I'll be getting Dragon Age Four whenever it comes out. Right. And then we also got a sneak peek for Fall Guys season two. And it's medieval themed, and there's a Ooh. dragon outfit. Ooh. 
I need it because I'm still rocking the Triceratops, which is the best look. Okay, now I'm bold, like right there. Like, okay, you hit my niche. I'm, I'm downloading. Yeah, done. I'm the. I mean, I'm even gonna buy it on Steam. Download on the PC. Check. Get it both. <laughs> both. So I can never play it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that way you cannot play it in two places. Right. Like, I mean, like, I didn't watch any part of it. I did kind of pick up on the news um, as things were coming out. I mean, we got um, a new <laughs> World of Warcraft. DLC um, uh, or expansion coming October 27th, The Shadowlands. This this game just astounds me. Keeps going. It <laughs> keeps going and going and going. And then, they, then they're like, hey, we're going to release World of Warcraft Classic so you can play the original from 1998 or whatever it was. Um, wow. Like I want to point out 2004. 2004 yeah. So yeah, that, that means that this, it was released November 23rd, 2004, which means this year World of Warcraft could drive. Itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And it, it just keeps going. And people, what's crazy is people it's, went yeah. and bought World of Warcraft Classic. And the thing about that game is it's the original graphics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all the pixelated nonsense right. um yeah and there's some other like other cool things we got uh star wars squadrons still by ea mm -hmm. so obviously skeptical um mm -hmm. uh but i mean there's some cool things to watch out for this yep. there's some cool indie things happening in that happened at the con um so i definitely go re recommend checking it out but Probably avoid the yep. surgeon simulator two <laughs> portion, I guess. Yeah, it, it is one of those that, like, I tried to tune in and watch some of it, but it was, it was so long every day of coverage, and so much of it was stuff that I was just like, this just isn't what I'm <laughs> feeling. And so, whereas like E3, yeah. it's like I'm watching every press conference, I'm watching all like well, maybe all that coming into all of it, <laughs> but. Yeah, because I mean, E three is changing a lot, but mm -hmm. also this year just obviously that <laughs> was not a good time for E three. Right. Um, no. <laughs> but we still plan on going at some point because they did open up to point. a public a couple of years ago, and you gotta believe. just got to get those tickets. And we're pressed technically, kind of. Hopefully, one day. I don't know. <laughs> One that day, subscribe we'll button get there. when it's there, I hope, eventually, <laughs> yeah, once it's one day. But that follow button's there <laughs> The follow now. button's there now, yeah. that's very true. Um, and that's wherever you listen to us. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's Gamescom. Um, so there's more news there, but a lot of it kind of just, it's trailers for stuff that was already announced and stuff like that. So, um, but with that, let's go into movies, TV, and entertainment. Um, as mentioned at the top of the show, we got a surprise announcement Friday that Chadwick Boseman um, passed away at the age of 43 from colon cancer, um, which he has been fighting since 2016. Um, which means basically his whole career after Civil War yeah. has been while also fighting colon cancer. So, um, yeah, shout out to him. Like, it's, it's so crazy to, like, go back. And a lot of people have been, like, reading back through interviews that he's done. And kind of seeing like the, the the hints that he dropped that he was going through something and just no one knew. Right. Well, because when you have someone who's forty three, you don't really expect them to be in that kind of position. 
I mean, it happens all the time as we've seen, but it's, they often keep it so sort of private when they're in the spotlight, like Chadwick Boseman was that like, he's just going to keep on trucking through it, which I think is super. I really want to know like, is because he was struggling with this is if the studios knew and planned for it just in case. So the director of Black Panther, uh, whose name I can't remember right now, put out a statement that said he was shocked when he found out to the point that he has been writing Black Panther 2 expecting Chadwick to be in the movie. So people may have known, like I like I've, I've heard people say based on specific wording in that, that it's possible that the director knew there was some sort of health thing going on, mm-hmm. but did not know the extent to what it was or did not know it was still going on. Like, is, is it be reasonable that he could have known that like Chadwick couldn't film a certain day because he had to go see a doctor. Okay. Mm-hmm, but right. like, that was, that was 2016. He didn't know Like that was a long time. He didn't, he might not have known it was still something that was going on. Um, but it seems like there was not a, like a plan. Um, there, there was not knowledge on at least that front, but. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of like, articles and discussion posts talking about how instead of replacing him as the actor for a black panther having CG him in oh my gosh no no, please don't do that my bad (laughs) first of all having his sister in the whoever the sister is whose name i forget sorry the sister of black panther take over the role of like queen if you will and sort of carry on that legacy um instead of just replacing that the actor and carrying on no yeah like as though it's the same same character but having his sister take over and just and in a way of honoring chadwick boseman and um, like respecting the work that he did in that role as a black African-American male mm-hmm. right. and bringing inspiration to like kids. In, yeah. in general, with the way the MCU is, I don't think you could ever replace a primary character actor. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just not doable. There's a few people that we like, the, obviously we've had a few after actor swaps for supporting characters and i mean it's very noticeable but you just i would never support doing that for a right title i mean movie, the, cl- the closest that no. we've had is the switch from edward norton to mark ruffalo for hulk um but even then the universe that was also early yeah that was on that was enough yeah. in exactly the mcu that like the Hulk movie, I just, I hadn't seen it right. until like, I think right before in Endgame, I think, right. because I want, wanted to see it just for that context, but it was just one that was like, it's not yeah. that valuable to the rest of well, the Well, in general, like the, it's technically the first movie um, of the MCU, but it wasn't the first movie of the MCU. Does that make sense? Like it was like when they decided to move forward with 
the planning of the MCU, they opted to include the Hulk, not they yeah. wrote the Hulk and developed it as the start to the MCU. Um, so mm-hmm. that that change is it 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 was one like they included it because they wanted that plot line to be technical lore, um, but it was an afterthought more than moving forward. And like most people didn't see the Hulk movie anyway, it was too close to the yeah. previous Hulk movie at the time. Right. <laughs> um, and so moving forward, like that that was probably what yeah, as Cameron was saying, that's the biggest notable change, but. It was it wasn't noticeable because the Hulk, for the most part, was a sub character in the other movies. And granted, he right. has a great spot, but he's not the primary focus or the namesake movie, um, which we need another one of. <laughs> Just throwing that out. I agree. Um, but <laughs> like for the Black Panther, that's that's an iconic role, and I'd rather see them transition yeah. and develop the story to honor his passing and pass the torch. Like, yeah. I'm very pro passing torches. Like, pass that torch. Yeah. Uh, Please. And then, kind of at like, I guess, like outside of specifically the world of geekdom, um, encourage people to definitely go take a look at all the tributes that have gone out to him over the past week. Um, like, I think it was the Brooklyn Dodgers did something for him because he played Jackie Robinson in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, a lot of celebrities are speaking out too, and um, a lot of the, his fellow MCU actors. And so kind of just as a general encouragement, I definitely, like, it, it's great to go and read those things and, and see how people like felt about him. Cause I feel like whenever like there's like a celebrity death, it's always weird for, for us as fans. Cause like we feel close to the person, but we also know them as those roles. Yeah, and I think and it's there's someone we've never actually met or had some sort of friendship with. Yeah, in real life, right? And and I think it's always so interesting, at least for me, to go um, and look at why, or like look at what people were saying about on set. Look at all mm-hmm. those. Like, how did his directors feel? Like, one of the things that was really cool about the Black Panther director, um, who again, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. Um, was saying that that Chadwick actually would come to castings for like minor characters so that he could actually act with the person, which is not something apparently that like main actors ever do unless they're like, unless they're like specifically requested. Um, but he would like volunteer to go so he could spend time with people. And like, I just think that that's so cool. Like that's, that's, that's so outside of how you normally see or normally like perceive celebrities. And I just think that's such a cool yeah. like way to Can give you back. Imagine to like us. going in for a small part, being new to the industry. Yeah. <laughs> and then having to And some big name is there <laughs> that you have, you have to, to act, act across with. from. Like not, it's not not just <laughs> that that you're performing in front of him, but that oh, you're performing alongside him for your role. <laughs> Talk about stage fright. <laughs> And um, Skull Rose Gaming in chat says that they read an article about how the the post to Chadwick's Instagram is like the world record for most liked or shared post. So, oh, wow. mm. I mean, like I like the official statements coming from his pages are just really phenomenal in general. Um, I mean, they're very straightforward to the point, but it's also good to mm-hmm. know, like, you know, also like on a plus note too. I mean, he did. 
um, passed away in his home with his wife and family. So I mean, right. that's mm-hmm. normally when a celebrity dies, you know, it's always something crazy, like car accident, yeah, helicopter, <laughs> overdose OD, of some yeah. sort, you know, something kind of out there. Whereas fortunately Chadwick got to be with his friends and family. Um, yeah. yeah. There, so especially in like this COVID time, like that's definitely one of those yeah. things that just being able to be with your family for those moments, I'm sure was a was like a good encouragement. And so yeah. But yeah. Oh, so the the thing that Skull Rose Gaming was talking about is that the the tweet is the most liked in Twitter history. Oh, the tweet is? So. Interesting. um, Yeah. Yeah. So, How many likes does it I'm sorry, but we're going to probably have a press conference from our current president saying he has the most liked tweet in all um, Twitter history. (laughs) Let me see. As of when this article, it was at like 5 million, I think, before the ad or the... um, the thing that gets mad if you have ad blocker stopped me. So <laughs> currently has 7.5 million. Dang. Yeah. yeah. And 3.1 million retweets. Yeah. I just remember my phone blowing up. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I continued working. And I got off. I was like, what? What? Well, like, like I was only seeing like segments and it wasn't loading like anything specific. So I had to like go mm-hmm. on a hunt to figure out what was happening because this just said like people were like RIP and all these things, but I wasn't showing any names. I was like, um, who died? Yeah. Um, I guess with that, again, I encourage everybody to go check out the tributes that people have done um, for Chadwick and um, just because we're going to move on right now. If you don't want to talk about it more, of course, you can come hop in the Discord. We'll be happy to talk about, um, I guess, what what his roles have meant to you um, there. And so we also got news about HBO Max reuniting Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So, yeah, last week Woo! we talked about how Will Smith is jumping on board and starting the, produ- the production um, of the dark, gritty adaptation of his of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, and then this week we got news that HBO Max is she set to re- reunite Will Smith and the cast of the actual Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for a special um, in honor of the show's 30th anniversary. And I know someone doesn't want us dating anything anymore, but obviously. Um, but yeah, they are set to record on September 10th, um, which is the official 30th anniversary of the series um, from when it first debuted on NBC. Yet another show I have never seen. I know. <laughs> what? I feel like you and I are the opposite on that. We're like, there's a bunch of like random shows that I've watched. But... Keep in mind, this show is older than I am. I mean, this is older I mean, than so... I am. I mean, I mean <laughs> true? By five years. <laughs> I mean, True, but I mean, I'm pretty sure reruns were running all the time. Yeah, that's how I watched it. Was through. Yeah, years. we didn't own a TV in my house until I was five years old. Fresh and even then, 
That'll do. Funny. <laughs> we had very limited access to yeah. TV. Well, we'll have to find a place. To we were not a big you. TV family. <laughs> um, I'm sure I could find it if I did some research, but. I mean, it, it's definitely a must. Like, I don't think you necessarily need to watch all of it. I mean, it's a 90s sitcom. So, I mean, if you watch just the important episodes, um, you'll get a good feel for it. But the show yeah. as a whole, I mean, it was, it was just really good. I mean, um, and also just representation in the show in general. I mean, they do yeah. tackle some very direct social issues that they interact uh and as they Mm -hmm. interact with their things but i mean like in general you have a a wealthy black family um being portrayed as a you know as pillars of their community which is just so uncommon and phenomenal chunk the hut says all six seasons are on hbo max which would explain why they're probably hosting the 30th anniversary episode (laughs) makes sense yeah it all ties together but I think you need to, I, I would say watch all of them before watching the final episode. I'll watch the final episode first. No, please don't. <laughs> like, I feel like that would just ruin any impact that that final episode has. Yeah. It's one of those shows for me that I've seen a lot of it through reruns, but I also wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if I'd only seen like five episodes. And I just saw yeah. those like five episodes multiple times because of how reruns work. Right. Yeah. But it's so good. It, reruns are so weird. And it's what brought us Will Smith. Like this is this is the yeah. start of his career in this show. And yeah. we also get the Carlton. <laughs> um, So we're getting a lot of fresh, new fresh prints. We get the dark gritty All drama and the 30th anniversary special all the fun stuff huh yep chris do you know what this means not yet i forgot to mention one it's thing time. In, in movies and oh. entertainment okay Almost go for there. it um so one thing also coming from netflix uh in um netflix is working on a original another another original coming from yet another video game series um, we officially got news of a Netflix a re- original live action Resident Evil TV series. Oh, right. Oh, I saw this. I don't know how to feel about it. I think this is probably one of be the best video game adaptations ever. Just because the, I mean. I also have never played the games, but I've like watched Let's Plays with the games. So I don't know if that counts in any way, shape or form. <laughs> counts for me. I count it. Right. I have some sort of exposure to them. I'm like the last like, of us before general, I started playing. Have it. always been just great games. I mean, they're. I definitely was too young to start playing these when I did. That's the story for most <laughs> of my gaming experience. Like, yeah, I definitely was playing that before I should have been. Um, but it, I mean, it's a zombie apocalypse movie. So I mean, like, you can you have so much filmography experience to pull from and generating this and like in general like it shouldn't be that hard to adapt um so tell that to the movies that they made (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not anime so (laughs) i meant the other resident evil movies not netflix 
Yeah. Grant, <laughs> what are you dissing on the Resident Evil movies? All of them. Yes. <laughs> Y'all need to. How many Resident them. Evil movies were there? A lot. <laughs> yeah. Too many. <laughs> I just know there was a bunch. Um, it's like at least six. I um, I love the Resident Evil movies. Not gonna lie. Um, I think they are probably some of the most accurate to, like, outside of the super high-tech underground facilities and everything. Um, but they offer the best explanation for how you get into a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly think that the Resident Evil movies, I will say, aren't bad. Like, I, I, I can... I mean, I think uh, Mia Jorovich uh, did a phenomenal job um, playing Alice and... So looking at the ratings, there are definitely those movies that are not great, but people love. Yeah. So like over the course, according to Wikipedia, over the course of the six movies, the total production budget was 288 million. And then the six movies made 1.2 billion worldwide. Yeah. And so- So they did pretty well. I mean, the highest Metacritic is- the, the Resident Evil, the final chapter with a 49. <laughs> I mean, the first Resident Evil came in, what, 02? I would have been like 11 02, or 12. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but at the same time, they were going to card you at the theater despite its ratings. Um, pretty sure it's all right. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I would guess. Maybe it's PG-13. But I remember going to the movie theater to see these. Um with my friends and packing sodas in our backpack at the Gaslight Theater, which is no longer a theater in Helena. Yeah. Like, also just dating myself. It's just like, oh. Walking downtown into the three-screen theater, I think, at the time, um, which is now the base camp here in Helena, just to put that in perspective for you. Ooh. About where that it was. Um, yeah. It does give me a perspective. <laughs> And not getting carded, yeah. I'm not asking for just they just like sold us the tickets. Let us go. <laughs> and Small and then town. Yep. and then they wonder why there's and then they're like, oh, we should actually have rating like enforce rating yeah. <laughs> for for review instead of just letting these <laughs> this group of eleven and twelve year olds come see this random rated R <laughs> movie. <laughs> Talk about nightmares for weeks. I didn't have any. I just didn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. No wonder. You don't have nightmares. <laughs> well, with that, let's jump into our favorite named segment. Dungle news. Yeah. Chris, what do you got for us this week? There's actually quite a bit going on, but mostly just like official announcements of laptops happening in the tech world. Um, I mean, we could mention that Tesla stocks shot through the roof and um, they're actually getting ready to do what Apple's ready to do and splitting those stocks. Um, they're doing a five for one. Um, so essentially they're going to depreciate or a single stock will now be valued to encourage younger investors. Um, but anyone that does own stocks will be gifted five as a result. Um, but the kind of the important news that came out is uh, granted. So last a few weeks ago, TikTok announced their creator platform. Um, 
allows. So yeah. which is creating a monetization for creators to ultimately potentially earn some money. Um, it also dramatically decreases the number of views that you get on your page when you sign up for it. I mean, I don't know any about that, so. I just I watch TikToks, I okay? <laughs> decent amount of time making my own TikToks, um, but. We've talked about TikTok. I mean, TikTok is a really cool platform and I understand that possibly, but I mean, it's, I mean, that's bound to happen where their algorithm is going to weigh uh, non-participants ones that aren't going to cost them money because in general, the only time I see ads on TikTok are at this, when I first opened the app, um, they would have to fix that to fix their algorithm to fully allow their creators to make sure their view, they're getting the views as well would be to, um, increase ad uh, ad timing, um, which would hurt the app overall. So I'm not sure how, it, I mean, I have mixed feelings. But this week, they are also announcing a partnership with Teespring so that creators can directly sell merchandise through their app. So that's, hmm. that's kind of cool because merchandise is truly where you make your money. Right. This is what we need yeah. to work on. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, on the plus though, if we jump on TikTok, we'll be able to start making and generating merchandise and just sell it through there. But we have to go through Teespring. Maybe that sways your mind a little for what platform we want to use to design our t-shirts. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, but I mean, this is a way for them to supplement outside of just the per view ad revenue on TikTok. So ultimately mm-hmm. now you can, prob- you can probably opt out to make sure you can maintain your views. And if you're focusing on merchandise that you don't even have to stock and ship because it's Teespring. I mean, that is a wonderful option um, for TikTok creators. Sounds good. It's time for the tangibles. tangibles. Talk about board games, card games, Magic the Gathering, D&D, that type of stuff. Past couple weeks, we haven't really had a ton for this section, but um, we're going to kind of do a quick run through of a couple things. Um, We received the official announcement of the cards that are going to be in the Magic the Gathering product, Commander Collection Green, um, which is a collection of green cards um, that are good for people that play Commander and would like a collection. Whoa. And we should also say, like, there's some standard commander staples um with green specific alternate arts yeah like soul ring and command tower and, command tower. and i love this because i want them <laughs> <laughs> obviously i want them i need more soul, like good yeah. alt art soul rings in general um and so like similar to these these are i'm assuming from what we know of this set um essentially these are going to be like the uh archive books or like the book of spell books um so the j spell book the gideon spell book um in that you get a pack one of the cards is a foil but all the cards in the pack are the same regardless um so one of the and the cards coming out in this like this is a pretty valuable pack um so obviously we have alt art command tower soul ring um we get the uh, original green planeswalker commander Freyalee slanor's fury um, uh, Bane of Progress, Omnath, Locus of Mana, Sylvan Library, and Worldly Tutor. Um, 
all of which I want. I mean, I and Seedborn Muse. I love Seedborn Muse. Seedborn Muse is OP. Um, but like just seeing the, some of the alt arts on these and um, getting one of these in foil would be phenomenal and bound to be a pretty, I'm sure, depending on what the, how much you're able to purchase this for, whether or not your game store sells above MSRP or not, which there's no technical MSRP, I guess. Right. They just don't make it public. Right. Um, that you should, your value, the value out of this pack is going to be worth the cost of the book or the, of the collection. So I'm looking for this. Also, the release date set to be December 4th got delayed. <laughs> Just in time for Christmas, though. Yeah. It's true that. Um, some other magic news that we'll kind of breeze through because we'll talk about it more later. We got um, some of the initial cards for Commander Legends, um, which is a draft format built around the Commander format. And then we also have received the first two um, spoilers for Zendikar Rising with, with official spoilers starting tomorrow. Um, so I anticipate in a couple of weeks, once all that's through, we'll have a, a um, Chris and I going through our top 10 cards from that. I also so. just like how uh, spoiler seasons get spoilers to spoil, like to hype up spoiler season. Now. <laughs> we really want you to pay attention. So here we are teasing spoilers like before spoilers. you used to have like the for the spoilers they it just go to these um you know mostly like youtube creators or you know and then eventually it's just like okay twitter influ instagram influencers are getting these and then <laughs> and it just this gradually mm -hmm. overflow and now they're just like hey here's a couple teasers to hype you up for spoiler season <laughs> then as we transition there has also been a teaser for a Zendikar Rising D&D setting that came out through Wizards of the Coast um, social medias. And then I guess about a week ago, we got the announcement of the new D&D source book, which is Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, um, which will be adding new subclasses. It'll change up how character creation works. It'll add a group patron. So now you, that, an example that they give is you can be part of like the same crime syndicate so you could actually have like benefits based on being a team that works for this organization. So that's pretty mm. cool. Um, you can also get magical tattoos now. Um, and Ooh. then it'll have a set of puzzles. And so it seems like a whole lot of cool stuff that'll be for character customization. Um, I think I saw that it's adding 22 new subclasses. Wow. So 22? that's a lot of options. That's a lot of new subclasses. Yeah. And yeah. And so there's a channel that I follow that they went through the list based on the unearthed arcanas that we've had. And he made a list of the 22 that he thought it was. And so there's a lot and it's really exciting. Um, yeah. Can we just talk about that alt cover too? Yeah, that alt cover is very <laughs> nice. We'll, we'll throw a link um, in the article or a link to the show notes in the show notes to the article. There we go, got there. But that alt art is very cool. Yeah, so I'm Ooh. essentially be spending a hundred dollars because odds are I'm gonna buy the D and D Beyond Compendium, and I've got to get that alt art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, double buy everything. Yeah. Double buy everything. That makes sense, right? I honestly think like your physical book should come with an online discount code at the very least. I agree. But 
Yeah. You know, I don't work for wizards and they won't listen to us yet. So. Yeah. I stay in that <laughs> way with most things where if you buy the physical, you should be get you should get a discount on the digital, if not the digital for free. Right. Either it's for free or yeah. you get a, di- I mean, I think because of how large they're and it's a play system. I mean, I'm very pro just at least a discount. Um, like, mm-hmm. Hey, unlock now your online access for $10 versus yeah. repurchase your online yes. access for the whole price. From here, we're going to go to our not very often used miscellaneous segment. Um, And we're going to kind of use this as time for some cool announcements. Um, First off, again, um, post-show chat, The Last of Us Part 2. Not quite spoiler chat, but there will be spoilers. Um, Then I'll be streaming Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week. Come hang out, chat. If you have Fall Guys and I'm playing Fall Guys, come hop in. Um, and then the last <laughs> announcement is that um, we're looking to do some spinoff shows and we're ready to announce what the first one is as well as the date. And that is that we are going to be doing a book club once a month. Um, right now we're looking at the last um, Thursday of the month is what we're talking about. So this things might still shift around a little bit, um, but we will be putting out a poll to pick the book. Um, and right now I think the main, um, options that we're looking at, I don't know why I struggled with the word options, <laughs> but the, the main books that choices, yes, the main the four choices, main choices. <laughs> yes, um, that we're looking at, um, are Alice in Wonderland, the original book, and then, um, Sherlock Holmes. And so I think those are the two that we're discussing. Um, and I'm going to intentionally read we, the wrong one by accident. Yeah. <laughs> the most Chris thing. Intentionally <laughs> on I mean, accident? I, I read Sherlock Holmes, but I don't think it's the right version. <laughs> right. Um, we're also talking about Around the World in 80 Days and Treasure Island at some point. Um, and we have some other ideas that we're working around with. Um, but we're really excited for Book Club. Um, which Sherlock? I believe it'll be the original Sherlock. Conan Doyle's. Um, and the, the yeah. reason that we're specifically looking at that set is that they're free online. Um, and so we'll be putting mm-hmm. out links to those so people can go and get a copy for free um, because they're public domain. And so, um, yeah. So we're really excited about that. Like I said, targeting September 24th um, as our first book club. But I, and I guess with that, Let's get to our top three of this week. We're doing our top three cars. And I struggled with this way more than I thought I would. I mean, you could have just like, oops, picked the first fantasy cars that popped into your head. The problem is I kept thinking of like bikes. So (laughs) I went like Tron like cycle. And I was like, that's not a car. I mean, there is a car in Tron though. Right. They have a side by side. That would count. Not quite the same. Debatable. But like I'm all up for like bending the rules and all that, but that was just a little too much for me for this one. But I bet um, all the rules. Top three cars. <laughs> How about what? I bet all the rules. You, I mean, <laughs> we have said multiple times that the rules don't matter and just do you. But um, so we're doing top three cars again this week. Um, we did not get a ton of Twitter, of social media replies. We got a ton of likes. We really appreciate likes. Appreciate retweets. 
people got to let us know their favorite cars. So if you're in the comments, yes. So if people are in chat, you want to hit us up with your favorite cars. Um, we'll talk about them as we um, cycle um, through. So Emma, why don't you start us off with your favorite car or a top three car, I guess. I may or may not have gone with the TARDIS. Even though it's not technically a car, it is still a transportation device and it is the doctor's baby. I mean, so I went with the that's TARDIS. the biggest stretch of the rules I've ever seen. Right. I mean, <laughs> you can correct me because you're a much bigger Doctor Who fan than I am. But like the doctor, like the TARDIS also could be any shaped. It just yes. appears as a phone booth or the police box. That's because the chameleon right. circuit is broken, but he just liked the police box enough that I just didn't bother to fix it. So yes, it right. could be a car. So it just isn't but it, right. because it's broken. <laughs> but it doesn't travel along a standard plane. But it could, could it, if could it were it, a car could it, or does it through space and time <laughs> it can hover right like it can hover yeah yeah it, i mean it's essentially it hovers by staying it, like, in place it stays in a singular place in space and time that's how it hovers i mean and then when it moves been for seen it to flying move flying through the air and all that fun stuff so <laughs> Nonetheless, that is my first choice, and it will remain my first choice because that is who I am, and I would love to have a TARDIS if I could. But alas, we cannot harness the power of a dying star alas. and turn it into time travel. So, <laughs> with that, Chris, what you got? My first car is just the epitome of cars. In general, the Mach 5 from Speed Racer. Mm. Good choice. It, like, just growing up, this is what I thought every sports car should look like and should have all the features of. <laughs> I want that oil slick. I want that spikes, those spikes coming out of the tire. I want the ability to drive on the side of a cliff face. Because <laughs> that's logical and feasible, hey, right? As long as you go fast <laughs> If you're enough. going fast enough, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Especially, if, and if you have spikes, you got that extra traction on that cliff face. You know me? Know what I mean? Um, no, I don't. I'm not a car person. Um, but okay. You know, I, it's just, you know, when I think of my childhood and I think about cars I loved, Mach 5 takes it every time. I had, I had the Hot Wheels car version. Um, it's probably one of the, it's one anime that just doesn't hold up, probably. Um, live action was, um <laughs> but <laughs> the car itself the mach 5 is just mwah. that's that's the sports car <laughs> of my dreams for me my first pick is the batmobile specifically from batman the animated series and so this is the one that like in my head is the batmobile that i that i think of that that first comes to mind it was it's very it was like my um, I guess my like introduction to Batman, it's, it's very much that like first impression that I have. And so um, I also had the toys of it and like, it was awesome. You could put your action figure in the car and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, so Batmobile, specifically Batman the Animated Series. 
My next one would be the magic school bus. Oh, how did I not think of the magic school bus? <laughs> That's such a good option. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> who doesn't love the magic school bus? There you go. I mean, I'm so upset. Miss Frizzle was like one of the coolest people to me when I was a kid. And I thought the bus was awesome. And I wanted to ride the bus every single time I watched a magic school bus show. So such a good choice. Yeah. That's, that's my next choice. Netflix idea. Live action. No, no. (laughs) Magic school bus. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Talk about failing horribly. Or it's so bad that it's good. Like, no. I feel like that's one translation that I would watch regardless. <laughs> that is a show that is not meant to be live action at all. But maybe that's what makes the live action so great. <laughs> also, no. shout out to the fact that at the end of every episode, they had a, like, questions that we get asked, like, or questions from listeners. And, like, little kid Cameron yeah. wasn't smart enough to figure out that you couldn't just send in, like, that they'd already made it. So like those questions were clearly just things that they were worried about kids wouldn't get. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so like, I was like, man, it sure is cool that they like, people send in letters and they're able to answer them at the end of the episode. No, yeah. no, Cameron, that's not no. how it works. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. It's just them being nice to their audience. Yes. <laughs> but also encourage fan letters. Yeah. Yeah. My next car is Eleanor or a 1967 Shelby Mustang GT500. Oh, yeah. Um, I think uh, Gone 60 Seconds is probably one of the better car movies ever made. Granted, it's all about stealing them. Um, but <laughs> that 1967 Mustang is the epitome. Also, Shelby's uh, track record with cars in general, how he approached his car or essentially getting cars to a um, racing level. Um, Also, history of the Ford Mustang in general, um, starting in 1964, is just phenomenal. Um, And... You know, the original Mustang body style is still one of my original favorites. Um, even transitioning to um, the 1967 Ford Fastback Mustang Fastback from Tokyo Drift that they drop in a inline six-cylinder and turn it into a drift car. Um, completely unfeasible, but also one of my favorite scenes from a car movie. Um, so 1967 Ford Mustang, either the Shel- Eleanor from Gone in 60 Seconds, or even the Drift uh, Mustang from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Boom. Now, Chris, those are pretty nice cars, but they can't keep up with my next one, which is the Mystery Machine from Scooby-Doo. Yes. So shout out to the best like crime-solving crime group ever, um, and especially the Mystery Machine. Um, I love whenever like you see pictures of people with like the actual like vans painted as the mystery machine. 
Like it's just, I, I just love it. Um, it's one of those that like very much stands out probably in like the not best way, but like just like Seriously. the bright obnoxious colors. Um, I just love it. And it, it very much hits that idea from like Scooby-Doo where they're not here to like solve like mysteries sneakily. Like they are announcing that they're catching the bad guy. Like um, in every way possible. Yes. And so um, well, the that's primary the way they catch the bad of, guys is by getting caught by the bad guys, kind of getting out of the situation, and then happenstance and like accidentally causing a big enough mess them. and accidentally catching them. Right. But when you're rated like Y7, the bad guys can't do anything bad to you. So like, no, you you <laughs> you're real. <laughs> they really can't. <laughs> they just have to cause issues for the town. Yeah. Yeah. And my last choice is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Nice. Because Chitty Chitty Bang Bang can fly and fight off pirates and child nappers and make candy whistles and sing songs yeah and be friends with dick van dyke so that's my last choice very nice yeah that's a movie i grew up watching i feel like i need to rewatch it because so, i it's a, have not it's a, seen it it's a good movie time. yeah i grew up watching a lot of older movies so yeah and since cameron mentioned the batmobile <laughs> I've picked the Tumblr from the Christopher Nolan Batman series because that thing's just awesome. Um, in yeah. general, like <laughs> just how they chose to use that design um, for the Batmobile. Um, ultimately, you know, it, it, I mean, it's actually a feasible, functional vehicle. Um, obviously, they have to embellish some of the capabilities, um, like the eject into a bike feature. Yes. But that is probably yeah. powerful. That's 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 the main reason I'm picking this is because it's also part bike, um, <laughs> and yeah, and it, it was just it, instead of this it being this flashy thing, it's full utility, um, which is something that we hadn't really necessarily seen from the Batmobile before, um, and it's just a it's a feasible Batmobile. Doesn't need that inline twelve <laughs> cylinder. <laughs> yeah. My last one is also a very reasonable car, and that's the Pontiac Fiero, which is Marshall Erickson's car from How I Met Your Mother, which notoriously hits two hundred thousand miles and or, or promptly dies at like one hundred thousand. Or like one mile short of 998 yeah. miles or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Like one or two miles short of 200,000 miles. Um, great episode. Um, and we get the, I think this is the introduction of I Would Walk 500 Miles to um, How I Met Your Mother. And so, mm. um, which is one of my favorite like running gags throughout the show because um, the tape is stuck on that song and so it only plays it and we get um marshall and um ted driving cross country 
listening to 500 that song. Over, over and over and over again. And over and uh, over. And so, um, again, such a great like car. Has a lot of fun gags. Um, oh, so good. But as some top v, um, cars from chat, we got the DeLorean from Back to the Future as well as the Batmobile from the Michael Keaton version from Chunk the Hut. Queen Skywalker 79 has the 1967 Chevy Impala from Supernatural, Dean's Baby. Because we haven't talked about it for the past three weeks. <laughs> that specific car. <laughs> Might have been the inspiration for the question. Um, we also got some shout-outs from Magic School Bus. And then... Woo! Um, some other shout outs to cool 1960s cars. Um, yeah. And so thank you everyone in chat. Um, oh, the, we had the Jurassic Park Jeep from Skull Rose Gaming. Yeah. Which is a great one as well. And so, um, oh, and Queen Skywalker 79. I didn't see that one above it. Um, and so thank you everyone. Um, like I said, if you want to discuss your top three cars, you can do that over on our social media or over in our Discord. We will go through um, our links for those in a second. But um, the last thing that we have for this week is to talk about next week's top three. And that is going to be our top three events you wish you could have witnessed in person. They can be fictional or real events. So... Um, so to be present in a specific moment from your favorite fandom or a favorite like historical moment. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Me too. So with that, um, like I said, we'll have a quick, uh, at this point, relatively quick, The Last of Us Part 2 discussion because it's getting late for Cameron. But um, <laughs> before we get into that, um, listeners, as always, you can find us on our social media. We are One Geek 411 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our PlayStation community. And you can also join our Discord and then check out our, our send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. And then you can watch live on Twitch um, Monday nights at 7.15 Mountain Time. And then check out the, our videos over on our YouTube. If you're a podcast listener, you can rate and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And you can check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com, where you can find all of our sister podcast episodes. They are Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust. And if you want to connect with us personally, you can do that um, on our personal social medias. Mine is Humar Whittle. Mine is I am not prepared with an I on pretty much every platform. I'm not so foreign. Wash your hands. It's been a great